0: coming in. Let's go. Let's go. And we're walking. Okay, we're walking. Heel. Heel. No pee. pee. Nope, not on the carpet. Okay, we're coming. We're coming in. Everybody's in and having fun. We're having fun. And heel. We're healing. Heel. How many of those did you take? I took nine. I took nine. Yeah, I, uh, I did, I think, slightly overcommit to the whole dog thing. It turns out I'm probably... More comfortable with six. It's a lot. That's a lot of. Energy to deal with, but. You wouldn't know anything about that because you haven't been returning my calls.
1: And and say what, Megan, say, hi, I, I can't get off the couch. I got fired from my job. I got kicked out of my apartment. I can't pay any of my bills. My car is a piece of shit. Uh, I don't have any friends.
0: Um, The last time I I find interesting about that, Annie, it's interesting to me that you have. You have absolutely no friends. You know why it's interesting? Here's a friend standing directly in front of you trying to talk to you. And you choose to talk about the fact that you don't have any friends. You know what I mean? No, no, I don't think you want any help. I think you want to have a little pity party. Yeah, I think Annie wants a little I pity party, pity? is that what, what you... Ow. You're an asshole, Annie. My God, what are you doing? You're an asshole. I'm life, huh? Life bothering you? Yes, that's... Oh, I'm, life, you I'm life, Annie. I'm life, Annie. What yes. are you you're doing? What are you Megan, you? you better learn to fight, because Megan. life will... Yeah? Megan. Life is gonna... I'm life, and I'm gonna bite you in the ass. <laughs> Ow! Ow! it's not me. Megan. I'm your <laughs> life. Oh, Turn over. God! I'm God. trying to get you to fight for your <sighs> shitty life, and you won't do it. You just... Stop, Stop slapping yourself! Stop slapping yourself! I'm your life, Annie. I'm your shitty. L- oh. Sorry. Nice hit. All right. I'm glad to see you got a little bit of spark in you. I knew that Annie was in there somewhere. I think. I Think you're ready now to hear a little story about a girl. A girl named Megan. A girl named Megan that didn't have a very good time in high school. I'm referring to myself when I say Megan. It's me, Megan. And I know you look at me now and think, boy, she must have breezed through high school. Not the case, Annie. No, this was not easy going up and down the halls, Okay? They used to try to blow me up. They threw firecrackers at my head. Firecrackers. I mean, literally, I'm not saying that figuratively. I got firecrackers thrown at my head. They called me a freak. Do you think I let that break me? Think I went home to my mommy crying, oh, I don't have any friends. Oh, Megan doesn't have any friends. No, I did not. You know what I did? I pulled myself up. I studied really hard. I read every book in the library. And now, I work for the government. I have the highest possible security clearance. Don't repeat that. I won't. I can't protect you. I know where all the nukes are, and I know the codes. I won't say anything. You would be amazed. A lot of shopping malls. Don't repeat that. I have six houses. I bought an 18-wheeler a couple months ago just because I could. Okay? You lost Lillian. You got another best friend sitting right in front of you, if you'd notice. Huh? Now you got to stop feeling sorry for yourself. Okay? Because I do not associate with people that blame the world for their problems. Because you're your problem, Annie. And you're also your solution.
1: Marys, please welcome to the stage, Melissa McCarthy.
2: Uh, I... I love that she was nominated for an Oscar for this. I just, uh, and for a Golden Globe, and for a BAFTA, for what it's worth. Um, no, actually, I don't think she was nominated for a Golden Globe. Kristen Wiig was. But that this was a recognized performance, and very easily could have not been. Like, this kind of mm-hmm. character, this kind of mm-hmm. tone, this sort of, like, weird, wacky quality doesn't feel like an like an academy consideration but i think that i think that we will later look back on bridesmaids and melissa mccarthy's performance as just like classics of an era you know
1: mary she was funny the entire movie it's
2: like and in a movie where everyone is funny
1: yes okay Fair, fair. Even yeah. Rose Burns character, yeah. who isn't supposed to be, is still fucking funny. She, the, the, okay, I have so much to say. I'm so excited because like this ensemble cast, you would think that a movie with Kristen Wiig and Maya Rudolph, like they're going to be the funniest. But the fact that they weren't says so much about how great this movie did. And Melissa McCarthy certainly the breakout star, because every single time she was on screen, she did something funny. And it was mostly, it wasn't just the writing. It was her. It was obviously her.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, there was so much, like I read, like the cast did a lot of improv, improv with each other before filming. And there's so much of that in her performance where it's like, you couldn't have scripted this. like you mm-hmm. and, and whatever the line was on the page, she has added so much to it. And I think she had said that she had kind of based this character on Guy Fieri. And I think that is <laughs> genius. I think that is just genius because he's a man in drag, essentially. And she is mm-hmm. doing like... I think that Melissa McCarthy on an airplane in a bowling shirt and a cabbie hat is costuming and acting like direction perfection like that is so indelible i just i she is not only just this like weird you know uh doug sister megan it, it there's so much more to this character and i think this whole monologue she has about being this weirdo in high school and now she's like you know has top security clearance in the country i love that as weird and as wackadoo as megan is she's not tragic at all
1: yeah, you, you would think that there would be something more buffoonish, right? Yep. But mm-hmm. at the end of the movie, it's revealed like, oh no, she is absolutely confident. You're laughing at her and she does not even see you yeah. like that.
2: Yeah, she, yeah. I, it would be so easy to just make her almost kind of on the same level of like Rebel Wilson's character of just like a fucking mess. Mm-hmm. Like just someone mm-hmm. who is uh, a ne'er-do-well in life. But this is someone who... Despite the, the, the Dodge minivan that she's driving, the perfect minivan that she's driving, this is someone with six houses, an 18-wheeler, you know, she's having sex, like, she's, she's living her truth and being confident, and there's an openness about her that, like, I don't know, that character doesn't get to win very often in movies, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yeah, she ends and, up being, and, like, you know, such a winner,
1: yeah, I mean even in way into the credits, you know, they have that that Ugh. film sex scene which is I mean it, rolling on the floor laughing.
2: Yeah, like it's and I I mean I'm assuming you did as well. I watched the the extended unrated of version course, and which course. has a few more, you know, scenes of that uh of that home video and it's mm. It's insane. I mean, yeah. uh, it's yeah. meats and cheeses. I mean, it's just...
1: It's meats and a bunch of cheeses. Yeah. yeah.
2: And watching the two <laughs> of them, like watching her and her real life husband, just like do these clearly improvised bits together. I just, mm. uh, I think I love it even more that they're married <laughs> in real life and they're just like doing this bullshit with each other. I think it's just so like, <laughs> it's so good.
1: What does she say? Like a bear sandwich? Like a bear snack? Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. It's, uh, I don't remember what it was. was, A sandwich for a bear, for, I can't remember what it was. A little bear. Yeah. yeah.
1: Oh God. Yeah. I mean, just going back to this character, many of the punchlines were almost sometimes at Melissa McCarthy's expense. And it wasn't really until the end that like, you could laugh all you want, but this type of character is actually above it. Like the example I'll give is when she's at when they're at the the restaurant, mm-hmm. she says like, "Oh yeah, I don't bloat. Yeah, it's a gift, right?" And it's all very funny because she's the biggest one at the table. Right, right,
2: right. Of course, yeah, um, yeah. I think that that is why I love this character is that it's it ends up not being at her expense at all. You realize mm-hmm. she's not paying a dime for any of these jokes. You know, like right, right. she is she is ultimately the most confident one in a room full of you know, skinny bitches. Uh, and I think right. that's very, very
1: insecure people. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
2: Uh, right. I mean, I think it's, I love the fact that as, as she, you know, in the whole airplane set, ple- set piece, we could see her as this like desperate, you know, uh, panther of a woman just trying to get this guy to, to hook up with her. But like, then it does happen. Then he, you know, like mm-hmm. then she does. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I think um, there was just, there was a, there's an extra way that this character was treated in the script and in the performance that just it yeah it is like comedic gold I think it is one of the funniest performances I've ever seen in a movie
1: absolutely absolutely like memorable breakouts the quotable one like I could climb that like a tree yeah I, I mean we're gonna we're gonna go through all of the lines but I mean back to this monologue the nuance the choice of her to say stop slapping yourself Stop slapping yourself! Like mm-hmm. to be to stop not stop slapping yourself, but stop slapping yourself. Stop yeah. slapping yourself. I, I I just these little choices that she made to make this also very funny. Um, mm-hmm. Kristen Wiig was also brilliant at playing with her and reacting to Melissa's energy, which I, I think is very nuanced and like a pro Kristen Wiig, Mm. you know, screaming the way she did when she was getting her ass bitten. Like there was the physical comedy, the vocal comedy, the timing of this scene is perfect. And then it gets serious and you're kind of like, oh, this is all really great advice.
2: Yeah. Like I, I love that there, I think a perfect moment of like physical comedy and more emotional comedy is when Annie hits back and, and hits her in the face. And of course, like Megan just like, you know, takes the blow and then just kind of like wipes her lip and kind of looks at her and goes, yeah, that was a good hit. Yeah, I'm finally getting some fight in you. Like there was there was this great way where like they took a slapstick moment of, of Annie hitting back and turned it into a meaningful moment. And I thought mm-hmm. this is such smart writing. I love that this script got nominated for an Oscar as well because I really think it is so much smarter than it has like Any right to be, frankly?
1: Oh, than anybody was expecting for sure. This is certainly the best movie to come out. Like one of the funniest movies to come out in the past twenty years.
2: Yeah, yeah, and I think it's and it holds up. Like it doesn't feel (laughs) like you know there. There is maybe like a couple bits or a couple elements of it where I'm like, eh. I think if you wanted to trim some fat, you could you could trim out uh, Annie's roommates, and I wouldn't miss anything. You know,
1: you could trim that out, and you'd be missing. Rebel Wilson. So, I mean, you know, there's so many things that, you know, that you don't want to take out of it. So
2: I, Unpopular opinion. She wasn't my favorite part of this movie. I'll just say oh. that. Yeah. Okay.
1: Well, we'll, we'll get to her. But, yeah. Because, uh, yeah, this was the first time I met Rebel Wilson. Um, I So, in this scene, it, it opens with, you know, Annie coming to the door and opening it. And Melissa, just to enter a scene with, I'm coming in. Mm-hmm with these nine dogs right? right like there's there's so much to this script that then melissa takes and then she does this whole little improvised moment where she puts them in the back and you know she has all these little lines like don't pee stop sit you know i'm just i the the opportunity for comedy is everywhere in the script and melissa takes advantage of every single moment
2: yeah yeah she is it it's it's such a like I can't remember what all she was in before this. I feel like she was doing that show, um, Mike and Molly. Like I think she was like, She was in Gilmore Girls. Oh, oh right. She was Suki in Gilmore Girls. And she was good in that in a show that can be, be very grating, uh or can grow very grating over time uh, and uh, upon attempts at repeated viewings. um, She is still very charming with each viewing, but there is something about this. I mean, you know, is this, was this Melissa McCarthy's, you know, breakout performance? She was in a lot of stuff. She was in the life of David Gale. Jesus. Um, Yeah, she was in Gilmore Girls. And then...
1: This is what got her. Like after Bridesmaids she had yeah. Identity Thief, The Heat, Tammy Spy, The uh-huh. Boss, Ghostbusters. That whole era. The kitchen. Yep. Yeah. Like yeah. it just she's going to be Ursula in The Little Mermaid, girl. Like oh. th- like this was her movie.
2: It's so perfect. Yeah. I mean, so th- this I and I love that. I love this as like a breakout performance because it has all of the elements of a breakout performance. It's it feels like something you've never seen before for some reason right. like it's there's just something about this character that i i i would compare other characters to megan before i would compare megan to other characters if that makes sense like she's the reference point
1: i mean so for me let's just stay on megan because why not um yeah. i this is you know this is we're unwrapping many presents today um and The first scene, the first time we meet her, like that's such a test for me is how a movie introduces a character. Mm -hmm. And her first scene, in that, I mean, what I learned is that most of that engagement party was improvised. Um, Oh, or or it was improvised and then written down, and then Mm -hmm. they, you know, then they did it again. So that monologue, Mary, the monologue where she's like, and I, well, I'm assuming telepathically. I,
2: I, <laughs> oh, yeah, where she, meets, where she meets the dolphin. I mean, I love. <laughs> she goes to that whole thing, and then she's like, "Oh, come, shut up, Megan!" Like she kind of like cuts herself off. <laughs> yeah, like right, right, That is like that's one of those you literally cannot script that. That is Megan. <laughs> that is Melissa McCarthy just like elevating a moment.
1: I mean, to make. This interaction, she's like, well, I fell off a cruise ship, but I'm back. I'm just like, oh, God. And then, and, you know, and then Kristen Wiig is just reacting. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, she goes, oh, shit. And then Melissa McCarthy, yeah, oh, shit. Yeah, oh, yeah, shit.
2: shit. Like- yeah, oh, shit. Yeah, <laughs> to, not, to, to not just say, yeah, oh, shit. Yeah, oh, shit. Like, that yeah, oh, shit. <laughs> the way that she'll add that extra, like, she's like, emerald. emerald. It's like, bam, she adds one more spice to it. Mm. And it's, mm-hmm. oh, it's so funny. I... Uh.
1: I, I, it's, it's literally, literally, it's Christopher Guest levels of improvisation. It reminds me of Jane Lynch in like 40 year old Virgin where Mm. this monologue then all of a sudden comes out of her where she's like, yeah, I have a cruise ship, you know, ping pong down. And then, you know, I get down to the bottom and I met a dolphin down there and he looked into my goddamn soul, Annie, and he said, I'm saving you, Megan. Not with his mouth, but but he said it. You know, I'm assuming telepathic. Yeah. I was just like, this is like she is just yeah. killing this.
2: He looked at my goddamn soul, like it's
1: goddamn soul, Annie. And she says Annie, and it's Annie.
2: I... Yeah, it's my goddamn soul, Annie. Like I love the familiarity of that. I love that, like right. well, and it's like, it's kind of what's lovely about Megan is she makes this instant connection. You know, mm. and I think yeah. that like it's in- it's funny how the thing that we laugh about with Megan are sort of even like. Potentially, even at her expense, laugh about in the beginning ends up being her winning quality is that she makes these like this, she makes a genuine connection, you know, like it's right. there's something like real and immediate about it with her.
1: Yeah, whenever the camera goes to her, she just she, she you want you love her, you love yeah. when she gets to speak. I think the next time we kind of get more Megan is when they go out for the food mm-hmm. and. And uh, even then, she's like, well, you know, I'll just, I'll just snowball on top of that. Also, Fight Club. Right. And she does that whole bit with, like, beating the shit out of her. And (laughs) beat the
2: shit out of her. And and, and it's, like, how she relishes saying, like, we just beat the shit out of her. Like, oh. Well, and, like, it makes me think of, like, not to jump to the end, but that last scene after Lillian and Doug leave, you know, in the limo and, and. Uh Megan comes up next to Annie and she just starts laughing and she's like I just put a loaded gun in, in Ducky's bag.
1: <laughs> Died.
2: Yeah. TSA is going to tear his ass apart. Like it's just so good.
1: <laughs> so good. She uh, the 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 physical comedy that she carries and raises the bar. During, mm-hmm. I know people are disgusted by it, but whatever, uh, during the, 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 the dress shop scene.
2: Oh, God, that scene. I mean, you know my feelings on poop humor, but God, that scene is... So stupid, funny. It's so yeah. good. Yeah. I mean, and it's to what to me what's so funny about it. I mean, there's the the catharsis, so to speak, of the release, but it's the mm. buildup of them sweating and getting more oh, gray, God. and and her being like, and, and Wendy mclevin Covey saying, "I don't care what dress we, we we choose. I just need to get off of this white rug." Like <laughs> I just it, that is so like. The the buildup of that, of watching them just get more sweaty and more miserable looking is...
1: I love when... wait wait, Because the first time she burps really loudly, and I think, uh, you know, Covey says, uh, like, Jesus, Megan. Jesus, Megan, yeah. And then she's like, oh, my God, I'm sorry. I'm not even sure which end that came out of. Yeah. Back to you. She says, back to you, Whitney. Take it away. Yeah.
2: I love that, like that little Act One gun of that first yeah. burp. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then just the way she falls onto the couch. Oh, like the, yeah, the way.
2: When, when she rolls over the back of it onto the couch. Yeah. 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 After
1: she. Pill- like, did anybody tell her? Was that in the script for her to pick up the couch? No. And go, nice. That was
2: <laughs> Melissa McCarthy fucking around easily. I mean, nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh. <laughs> nice.
1: <laughs> And then I'm sorry, this is when it like was uncontrollable laughter. But her first I have to do this off mic. She goes
2: Oh, when she puts her the hand the hand on the mouth. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Her oh. first kind of wretch, like Yeah. Oh god, and and it's just the way that her face is so red and her bangs are sticking to her forehead. And then it cuts to like Wendy McClendon, Mcclendon, and she just—it's this. I would love just a screen print of her just standing there in that in that dress, just like just wet, sweaty, and like, oh god, I just choose something. It's, oh
1: god, you know the smartest thing about the editing of this scene is that there was no music.
2: No, there was no music. It was it was played strangely enough, so subtly. Hmm. Um, for what well, ends up being like then a very not subtle. The buildup mm-hmm. is very subtle. And then obviously yeah. it, it's anything but, yeah.
1: Right, right. But, uh, you know, the the shot of Melissa McCarthy on the the sink screaming, don't you fucking
2: look at me. Ah! Oh my God. <laughs> oh, yeah. When, when, yeah. Just... <laughs> when Whitney and the other woman come in the bathroom and they're like, and they just turn and run out. Like it's... <laughs>
1: All of the all of the actors in that bathroom
2: were yeah. brilliant. Oh, it, brilliant. it's so and it's, get off
1: me! I just everything
2: and and I oh. love that they're all women. It's all women, yeah. right? It's, right. I think right. that is so. Like people. I mean, we would not be the first podcast to talk about like what bridesmaids did. You know, like mm-hmm. what like the gear shift in American comedy that drag that that Drag Race that bridesmaids was and like the. Like to me, Bridesmaids is like all stars, too. It is this lightning in a bottle that then a bunch of other people tried to recreate, and you just couldn't. It was so like, it was just like the perfect combination. And the fact that it was all women being funny and it was women. Being funny about things that didn't have much to do with men. The movie had less and less to do with men the more it went on, and I think all of it and women being gross and and having food poisoning at a at a you know uh, a bridal fitting like that's we just weren't seeing that happening in movies, and certainly not as well done as it was here.
1: Oh my god! I mean, the the scenes to talk about. Right. If, I, if I'm going to list the the main set pieces, so to speak, we could have four episodes on Bridesmaids of the engagement party scene, the mm-hmm. dress shop scene, the airplane scene and the bridal shower scene. Like, uh, yeah, like, yeah, like easy. Yeah, easy absolutely. Four episodes right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, hours of content. This dress shop scene. I mean, I guess I, I do want to talk about I, I do want to talk more about Melissa McCarthy, but we should move on and just start talking about more people and I I don't I I, want to stay in the dress shop because we're here but there's so much more that happened before this where do you want to go Mary how do you want to talk about this movie I'm so excited Uh,
2: yeah same I think you know what I'd love to start with because I when I was watching it I noticed the movie and I think it does this on purpose it starts with a very kind of traditional romantic comedy path and we're following really we're seeing Annie and Lillian we're seeing who are kind of at the beginning, the most level energy. They're kind of our main character. They're, they're not as wackadoo as like, you know, uh, Megan, for example, or Becca or, or Rita, you know, like they're, they're more people than characters.
1: Yeah, like uh, the, the fact that we were introduced to the party at the party makes sense to me. You know? Yeah,
2: and, and I feel like the conversations that, that are had earlier in the movie are all either about, they're all about men. Like, all the conversations between two women in, in the first part of the movie are about men. They're about, you know, getting mm-hmm. engaged or Annie's, you know, uh, relationship with, uh, you know, what's his name? With with uh, John Ham's mm-hmm. character. Um, yeah. And then what I, I love about it is then they get, then Lillian gets engaged. And the movie then becomes more and more and the conversations become more and more about women and about each other and about, like, it, the movie has like less to do with men. We're like, I don't even need the um the road storyline. You know what I mean? Like I Oh,
1: I know, I know, I know. That's what I would trim from this movie.
2: Yeah. Like I didn't need any of that. So I feel like a place to start, kind of following that path, is maybe starting with Kristen Wig and Maya Rudolph and these characters of Annie and Lillian and like I think really the heart of the movie and part of why Bridesmaids work so well is that there's so much that happens. There's so much like, you know, high comedy and like more refined comedy, but there's so many funny things that happen in this movie. But I think the reason that it works is because from the beginning, Annie and Lillian's relationship feels very real and very specific and very like emotionally invested. And I don't think any of this would be as funny if they didn't start from like, let's show you two real people and not just like, you know, placeholders, you know?
1: Sure, sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, my takeaway, I've seen this movie dozens, not dozens, uh, uh, maybe closing in on a hundred times. Um, and it wasn't until I was like, okay, what am I going to notice this time? And I watched, it's very easy to remember the set pieces, but the scene that stuck out to me this time around was watching the scene where Maya Rudolph, where Lillian... Tells Annie that she's getting engaged. So obviously, like I love the how she performs magazine and wine party. Yeah, oh. yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. It's very. It feels like oh, this is what Maya Rudolph and Kristen Wiig's friendship is like. Like this mm-hmm. is this. This feels just improvised. Yeah.
1: So she she's like, oh, would you like an apple? And then Maya's face. You gotta. You gotta. This is. This deserves a couple watches. Maya's face, when she tells Annie, when she shows her the ring, and then, you know, Kristen's reaction is like, well, wait, what is that? And then Maya, it's, it's brilliant. She's like, I got engaged. And her face completely changes to, oh, my God, you're not happy for me.
2: There, yeah, it's like she's she's more apologizing for it. It's almost like she's saying, I know, I know. I can't believe it, but I got engaged.
1: She's checking for her friend's reaction and needs kind of like this, this is okay, right? Yeah. And yeah. I, I love this scene because it's this push and pull throughout. And clearly, like, Annie clearly doesn't, she doesn't get this relationship yet. She Because she probably hasn't seen it. You know, because mm-hmm. apparently he's out of town a lot or whatever. Um, and I think about partway through, you see Kristen Wiig be like, oh, I have to play the friend being excited.
2: Yeah. Well, th- this this scene is really that the turning point in the movie when it's like, oh, we're not doing the traditional romantic comedy route. This really has nothing to do with Doug. Or, mm-hmm. you know, it, this Dougie, Dougie, uh, who has one line in the movie, his only line is I do. Um, but uh, I, I love this because that's when the narrative becomes more about and, and in a very subtle way about this friendship and about, you know, and what this whole movie is about is like everything's going to change now. And and, it, and so much of it is in Kristen Wiig's like very subtle reactions
1: very subtle the the, I just loved it and this the turning point of the movie for me was when Kristen you know the phone rings she's like I just told her and Kristen goes uh no I'm not Mm -hmm. and then Maya Rudolph pinches her that pinch and she goes yay she said Mm -hmm. and then Annie's face it's like what was that and then she laughs and then it goes on way too long and then it just dies into that. It's a very, very short little moment of, oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
2: it, it's that laughter that starts to kind of turn into like, I'm not laughing because I'm amused. I'm laughing because I'm, you know, uh, in disbelief or kind of losing my right. mind a little bit. And it's, yeah, it's that right. moment. that? Yeah, yeah. It's like that was the moment everything changed. It's not the wedding day. It's not anything else. Like this was the moment everything changed.
1: The pinch. It's yeah. like, why did you just pinch me? Mm-hmm. You know, I was making a joke. And and then it's like, well, why were you making a joke, Annie? It's like, because her first reaction was, oh, what is happening? Like, mm-hmm. the fact that Annie was like, it's hot in here. Like, oh my God, what do I... She did not know how to react to this. And th- this scene, I think, is just so easily overlooked because the movie is a comedy. And you're not used to seeing these two actors not play comedic. Yeah. And I just love that they were able to do this and on a second or third watch you're like oh wow this was better than you would you were even expecting or noticing
2: yeah yeah it's i mean th- that i think is why this movie holds up is cuz there there's like a it's kind of like with the comeback where it's like there's so many funny things that happen and so many like misanthropic moments with valerie but that show would not be any of what it was if there wasn't all of the, like the Mark and Val underneath of it, you know, mm-hmm. or all of the, the Valerie Marky off. Mark. Yeah. And all of the Val off camera moments or not knowing the cameras on like the, none of even the funny stuff would work if we didn't have the undercurrent of that. And I think it's the same here is like none of kind of what transpires would really work if there wasn't this like very relatable, identifiable human moment.
1: Uh, I just love that when, when, God, Maya Rudolph, I got engaged. Like, the way that she knows how to deliver that line and what she should look like when she delivers that line is she's so vulnerable. It looks like she's on the verge of tears or could go into tears. Mm. It's so good. It's, it's like, take a screenshot of just that. Oh, God, fabulous. And unexpected.
2: Yeah, and just kind of in general, just while we're celebrating Maya Rudolph, I feel like this role... it'd be very easy in another script for this role to kind of not pop, you know, like Mm -hmm. for her to have, for her to only really be the one to kind of react or to be unaware or to just kind of be like the, the, the level energy, you know, or the most level energy in the room. And I think that like, that was one of the things I took away watching this again was like, oh, Maya Rudolph is so good in this movie. And like, She's, I don't know, I just, i she jumped out to me more this time than she had in the past. It's like, oh, uh, she gets so many little moments. I mean, obviously, you know, she, she poops herself in a wedding dress in the middle of the street. Oh, my
1: God. The physical comedy of yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> when she starts like just like going down and yeah. she's still walking. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. It's
2: happening. It's <laughs> happening. But what I love even more is the scene after that when it's just her and the, her and oh. Annie in the car and they're just like sweaty and just staring and I I just love mm. that she's sitting and she's like I I I crap I crap myself. I crap my pants. <laughs> I crap my I crap my pants. Like it's just I crap my wedding dress. I crap my wedding I dress. Crap
1: my wedding dress. <laughs>
2: uh and and of course, I mean, like Lillian, yeah, and Lillian ahead. gets the talking through tears moment in the apartment, in her old apartment, towards the end. Which,
1: oh, right. whoever
2: gets that is the real that that's the real. You you found the wishbone, you know.
1: Well, I the the scene that like I'm glad that Lillian as a character got obviously Maya Rudolph did brilliantly throughout the movie, but the, her character got. The moment at the bridal shower. Yes. Um, yeah. they love and my she new got asshole. To say that, yeah. yeah. I love my new asshole.
2: Like, I, you know
1: how I know that?
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was, that was, oh, and you know how I know that? Because I got my asshole bleached too. I love my new
1: asshole. Uh, and then obviously she, you know, um, she's like, does anybody else hear of anything they want
2: to share today? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I love the she Helen. just said,
1: share and then shut up Helen. Yeah. yeah. So good. Yeah. And, and very small. Well, and very yeah, small.
2: Cause that scene could have just ended on Annie's exit, but instead we get like 20 more seconds with help with, uh, Lillian, which I thought was
1: great. Yeah. Mm hmm. Definitely. Um, yeah, the the looks that they gave each other at the end, the yes. kind of knowing look that finally Lillian is like, "All right, Annie, you're right. This is a little too much." You know, it's like yes. she took over. Oh my God! It says they said I do. Like,
2: <laughs> right? Like it was it was just like so nice to see that like Lillian was aware that some of this was too much or a lot of this was too much. I think mm-hmm. that uh, and and yet yeah, I mean, and we'll get into it, but like. It, it dovetails into the incredibly complicated character uh, that Rose Byrne plays of Helen.
1: Oh, let's get into it. Let's. She is, uh, you know, the number three in this movie. Yeah. I, I. And you know what? It is so easy to just focus on how brilliant Melissa McCarthy is and how much you, you know, you love the other friends and whatever. Mm-hmm. But, but Rose Byrne had such a hard job.
2: Oh my God. I I think that she was doing so much work. To keep up, uh, not because she's not as good of an actor, but because it was just that role doesn't lend itself to being as naturally funny as Rita or Megan. And mm-hmm. oh my God, she Rose Byrne is not only is she just amazing in this and so funny, but that character is so finely drawn. She's not just the bitchy uppity. You know, stepmom, you know, boss's wife character. Like,
1: oh, she's so insecure. She's so you kind insecure. of love her. You kind of love her at the end when you're when you know you see how much she put into this wedding that's like way over the top. Yeah. And you know, you, you the 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 understanding look between Lillian and Annie, it calls back to the first conversation that Annie and Lillian had about uh, about uh, Rose Byrne. I can't remember her character right now. Helen. Um, uh, Helen, Um, and you know, she's she's really nice, Annie. You just got to get to know her. You know, she's a good egg, and and. She's right. Like, I think that Helen is a good egg because she is so insecure. And people only like her because she can throw a party. And and that's all she thinks she's good at. And it's sad. And there's kind of this pathos to her, kind of how unaware she is. But she's also very sweet. She, she is a good friend.
2: Yeah, and and I think the issue is that she also just doesn't have a lot of friends. And I think there mm. is something she's really clinging to Lillian. I mean... I, I think oh, one of the most God. perfect lines in the movie is like, I still need my drunken Saturday nights at rock and sushi. Like, <laughs> and the way that she delivers that, like that is, that is so pitch perfect. I know who Helen is mm. in every sense of the word from, from mm. that line reading. And yeah. And and I love at the end when Annie was like, you know, maybe sometime the three of us could all go to rock and sushi together. And Helen's like, Oh, Oh, thank you. Oh, that would be so great. And you really see that. Like, Helen is no different than the rest of us. She just wants to have friends, you know? And Yeah, yeah. She, she, just was, just she yeah. was just as threatened by Annie. She's
1: just as threatened by Annie. And yeah. you see that by the end. Yeah. Sure.
2: And I think that yeah. it I think it's worth noting. I feel like the fact that two women wrote this script shows in so many moments because like they get the nuances of female friendship and, and like that it it's not just about portraying someone as a shrew or as like, you know, a bitch. That there is mm-hmm. so much more to it. And I felt like that. Um, that comes through in the writing. It comes through in the direction, and like so much in that performance. I think Helen is genius.
1: Oh, and she does it so well, effortlessly. Yeah, yeah. really effortlessly. Uh, that the engagement speech. You're right. With like, oh, I still need, mm, and the pointing, uh-huh. and her laughing. The laugh of like inside joke.
2: <laughs> oh, oh, inside joke. Oh my God, it's
1: <laughs> the laugh. Oh God.
2: Oh, uh, yeah. Dessert wine is out. Thanks. Consuela. Oh, yeah. Speaking of Consuela, I mean, speaking of Consuela is such a funny transition. I...
1: Speaking of Consuela, yeah. we took Spanish in high school. I mean,
2: Or the yeah. part when Helen comes on stage and she has her own mic. I mean, that, Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, that yes. was just, like, that <laughs> moment. Like, that whole bit could have gotten old so fast, and it mm-hmm. just – doesn't oh my god! It
1: it got cringier and cringier and therefore funnier and funnier, yeah, right? Yeah. Um. The the breaking out the tie was I mean that is, Rose Byrne didn't have to do that and she added that in, right? Like that was her doing
2: that. Breaking Which, out the tie. I think
1: it, the the tie language. Oh
2: oh the, oh, the t- I'm thinking of like a necktie. Oh yes, when she starts doing yes, and when she says <laughs> cup, coon cup, I was like oh get me out of here. Get me out of here. Dying. Like this is this is a white woman at a Thai restaurant in a strip mall (laughs) trying to impress the waiter.
1: Ugh. I just I I I could not have asked for more. The scene with her and Annie in the car.
0: Oh. When when you kind
1: of are like, oh God, you're miserable and she's crying and uh, she's apologizing, and usually, actually, you know, you have really great taste, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he's never here for me, and yada, yada, yada. Um, and, you know, but still the lace of comedy, where she's she's like, well, no, no, I'm I'm, I'm still attractive. It is the mm-hmm. makeup, but it's still good. It's still good. Well, and I
2: my favorite is the way that she wipes her tears by using the back of her hand against her chin, against her jawline. Uh, I mean, that yes. is, that's a... That's a, that's just a nuance that matters. Yeah. Oh
1: God. I, Rose Byrne, fabulous job at playing the villain, but still making it funny. The way that she condescended so perfectly at the Brazilian, was it Brazilian restaurant? Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm.
2: I don't think it was Brazilian. It was Brazilian. Yeah. Um,
1: where she, she's like, well, you know, does anybody have any more ideas? You know, I feel like it's kind of already been done, you know, been Mm -hmm. there, done that. Uh, all of that, uh, the, the way, cause she's still insecure.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's, it's the kind of thing of, of the person who, who talks up the biggest game has the most to kind of hide. And, and I think, you know, when, when like, when they go to the fitting and she's like, Oh, it, it's a Fritz Bernays, the girl, this is it. This is the one we have like <laughs> that. That sort of like, uh, you know, authority in the room is such a, um, is a performance. All of that's a performance, oh, you know? Oh,
1: when the way that she... Mary, you'll love this nuance. Watch that scene again. She says, ladies, start your engines. Oh, yes. <laughs> she, I Yeah. With uh-huh. the, she has the hand out, and I'm just like, oh, God. I I don't think anybody told her to pronounce un- engines with that accent.
2: Right, right. That was just... I, I love the idea that somewhere that came up, and like, oh, no, let's do that. Uh, it's... Yeah, she's great. She is um she is one like I think rewatching Bridesmaids like Rose Byrne is one to rewatch.
1: I mean, the relationship with their kids, right? Fuck off. Helen. Uh-huh.
2: <laughs> well, and and then we see that early. I mean, that great obviously the whole the whole tennis scene is a whole moment. Oh, but but oh. we get those hints early of like, oh, Helen has her own challenges, you know. Uh, yeah. But yeah. then, I mean, I love, I love the SNL alums because uh, it's Nancy Walls or Nancy Carell, Steve Steve Carell's wife, Nancy Carell, and Melanie yes. Hutzel. in in Melanie
1: the... Hutzel. Oh, Melanie.
2: amazing! Mary,
1: if I I don't know, I don't think this has ever happened before that the camera can cut to an actor and I laugh.
2: Oh yes, she has like just any shot of her is is so good. <laughs> Melanie Hutzel is ah, so Melanie funny. Melanie Hutzel
1: stole that scene. And, you know, it, I, I, I don't know if she stole it, right? Because you had, Carol, get your shit
2: together, Carol. Get your together, shit together, Carol, Carol. yeah.
1: Um, I mean, put that on a tote bag, right? But uh, the the fact that we saw that first shot of her for literally three seconds, I don't think Carol had any lines.
2: No, no, there were no lines. But just that first, like, initial uh, intro of her told me everything I needed to know about Carol. Oh,
1: my God. Brilliant.
2: Yeah. Brilliant
1: Uh, casting, brilliant acting, that tennis scene. Oh my God. I laugh so hard because again, it's another example of physical comedy.
2: Yeah. Um, Yeah. And it's, uh, and there's just something, even though it's directed by a man, there's something about like women doing physical comedy that is just funnier to me than men doing physical comedy. I don't know what it is, but there's maybe it's the unexpected quality because we don't see it happen very often, but, uh, I just, I think, between you, me, and anyone listening, I tend to think women are funnier.
1: Well, I think that, yeah, I think, right, that's, like, the whole thesis of our podcast. Yeah,
2: that, like, <laughs> the thing is women are funnier, so. <laughs>
1: the thing is, we just want to know how many girls there
2: are. Right, right. Are there any women in it? That's that's yeah. all I care about. Yeah.
1: Um. Let's Let's talk about a woman we love. Let's talk about Wendy.
2: Wendy... McClendon Covey. Cousin Rita. Cousin Rita. I think I would play Cousin Rita. I feel Well, you'd
1: also play the mom.
2: Oh, I oh God, the honor to play Jill Clayber. Oh, rest Uh, in peace, Jill Clayber. Oh, she's That performance. Uh. She is so funny. She so she is like a she's a she's a legend. She's been in a ton of stuff. She was I think we talked about that movie An Unmarried Woman when we talked about Mm. um Maybe the ice storm. Uh, so she is like such great casting. I feel like she also, in terms of playing Kristen Wigg's mother, I felt like it was just like a perfect choice. Um, mm. But oh, yeah, no, she's great. When uh, the fact that she rented Castaway, the fact that she talks about what a, what was it? The, what was it, the chicken coop where you, where you start at the oh back? Oh my
1: God, and, yes. And you end
2: up with two eggs in your mouth. <laughs> two yeah. eggs
1: in your mouth. That, well, the whole idea that she like, Refers to her as this, the whore, right? Uh, greets him in the evening, Beaver first. Oh, Beaver I,
2: first, yeah, yeah. Talking about the <laughs> husband's wife, yeah.
1: And what's interesting, and for most people that haven't watched the unrated version, this was this scene with her was cut.
2: Yeah, yeah. So that's the thing is you don't get very much of her in the in the cut version. Um, right. But I think most of that, the the whole chicken coop scene, I think, is in the uncut version.
1: Yeah, exactly. But you do get her, you know, you know that she goes to the A meetings and all that. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, you don't hear about the new wife, Barb. Uh, yeah. And, and and what she thinks about Barb, uh, which I think is really funny. But anyway, back to Rita, back to Wendy.
2: Rita, Wendy. So Wendy who, Wendy McClendon-Covey, I mean, I first knew about her from Reno 911. Uh, Mm. she has a one-episode guest appearance on The Office. A lot of these people have been on The Office, actually. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Well, and the director, Paul Feig, he's, I think, directed a lot of episodes of The Office. So there's kind of a... You know, Ellie Kemper was on The Office for a while. Um, The guy who plays Helen's husband was a recurring character in The Office. Um, Nancy Carell was on The Office. Um, Mm. So, yeah. So uh, I'm sure others as well. But anyway... um, I just love like I don't I think like the bad moms movies are kind of funny but like not they're more of a like moms getting drunk at Cheesecake Factory and then going to the movies you know like that's kind of that audience but the character of the like like mom humor or like moms who are like fed up or like exhausted of being moms. I'm always on board for that, but I think this is way funnier than like Bad Mom's Christmas.
1: This, she was able to tap into a character that completely made sense inside and out. And it all again, this movie was so smart to introduce the party at the party because it's just these little bits and we get a little bit of it and then we know we're going to get more of it. And the first conversation she has was this taboo about the towel and i just it or the blanket the blanket that's what i I mean you only know there are only so many people that get that joke
2: yeah i cracked a blanket in half (laughs) i cracked a blanket do you understand what i'm saying i cracked Cracked it in half cracked it in (laughs) half
1: they're disgusting they smell they're sticky i uh, the nuances of her voice and how she yeah. delivers this me this mad mom. I don't think it's mean mom. She's just mad.
2: Yeah, and this is like her it's kind of the she does this in a lot of roles where it there is Wendy McClendon Covey's, you know, inflections and delivery is very specific and um I, don't, I love it. I can hear it in any role. I, she can play every role the same way, and I won't be disappointed. But mm-hmm. there are certain lines that I think she makes funnier because she does this kind of loop-de-loop with her voice, you know?
1: Oh, totally, totally. Uh, yeah, and this first scene is a perfect example. The other one is um, when, oh, God, uh, she says, uh, you know, I'm cooking a wonderful uh, dinner for my family. And then, you know, my son comes in. He says he wants to order a pizza. I say, no, we're not ordering a pizza. He says, Mom, why don't you go fuck yourself? He's nine. nine. I, I mean, yeah. it's...
2: <laughs> I love when they're when they're talking about going to Vegas and she's like, um, I've got a new tube top. I'd like to cut off the tags. <laughs> uh, the, the nuance of, I'd like to cut off the tags.
1: Yeah, I'd like to cut the tags off. Like, cut, yeah. yeah, like that's...
2: Yeah. Uh, that tells me everything I need to know about this woman. Like, it's just... Yeah. yeah. Um, and obviously, like, the, the line delivery of, like... You'll like it. It's sweet. I, I
1: Oh, God. <laughs> you'll like it. It's sweet. You'll like it. It's oh sweet. Oh, my God. Oh, so brilliant. Yeah. So brilliant. Like, I. She, 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 it's, it is her vocal inflection. Yeah. It's how she does it.
2: Yeah. It's how she sure. delivers a line. She is, she's one of those actresses where if I know she's in the cast, I'm interested in the movie, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. The, to put her on the plane next to... Becca, uh, or put her Be- yeah. put her next to Becca, yeah. in this movie throughout the movie is yeah. a brilliant choice.
2: Yeah, to pair them choice. up and like the two of them being on like Becca is kind of you know young, naive, uh, sort of. It's almost like she has no idea the life that she signed up for. And then Rita is from the other side of that, going, "Here's here's potentially what it could look like. Like let me let me warn you." And I I love how that's played. I mean. Uh yeah, the scene between them on the airplane is is Ugh. or just all, all the interactions between them on the airplane is just so good.
1: Uh yeah, oh, uh, yeah, it could be its own play, just yes. them on the airplane together. Yes. Like yeah, they it sure. makes me think that of That ends with them kissing. Yes.
2: Right? It makes me think of like just yeah, girls at a party who like are in the bathroom together telling each other like, "No, you have no idea how beautiful you are." Like like you, I'm not going to let you leave until you understand how beautiful you are. Like that's <laughs> that's what this felt like.
1: Yeah, these two two women getting drunk and explaining to the other why they're why they admire the other. It's, yeah, it's great. It's great.
2: And I, I, I mean, while we're on the topic of of Becca, I love Ellie Kemper. She is.
1: So what has she been in? What do I know? I'm not an office person. Is she an office? person? She is.
2: She's in. A, she's in. A, oh. the, she's like the best part of the second half of the Office. Like she and Steve Carell, their characters have like a really great relationship. And then he leaves, and she's pretty much the only funny person on the show. But she was in Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, which she's really good in with mm. Carol Kane, the incomparable well, Carol Kane. I love uh, her. I mean, she's been in a bunch of other things, but like The Office, and and. Kimmy Schmidt and uh, bridesmaids is what I know her from the most. She also early on, I don't remember when this video came out, but there was this video that came out and it was like from a guy's perspective and his girlfriend's on the couch. And she's like, and it's all about like, you know, she's going to give him a blow job. And she keeps saying like, Ooh, I'm going to make it so dry for you. I'm and like, it's going to be like sandpaper. Like it's, it's a really funny video, but so that's what I, that's what I met her or met her. And that's where I saw her first. Um, (laughs) but she is like to me one of the funniest moments is when we first meet her at the party oh, and yeah. and they're like yeah. okay let's rewind like i'm you know i'm becca he's so and so and you don't have a husband sorry <laughs> like it's sorry. Just, yeah
1: it's 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 everything it's cuz i'm becca this is my husband you don't have and a you husband you don't have a husband <laughs> and then like beat 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 sorry yeah
2: her <laughs> timing is so precise
1: it feels like a scene from Best in Show.
2: Yeah. Yes, I would love to see Ellie Kemper in a Christopher Guest movie. I think that she she would nail that kind of yeah, format. She
1: would nail it. Yeah. yeah. That whole like oh rewind, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, I'm Becca. This is my husband. You don't have a husband.
2: <laughs> yeah. Like that okay. was that was such a Best in Show moment. It was great.
1: <laughs> oh God. Oh yeah. Celebrate her for sure. She's I'm, uh, I'm, yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and for such a bit part, she was able to just be like. You know, okay, no, I'm gonna do my thing over here, and it's gonna be nuanced as fuck. Yeah, you know?
2: yeah, it's. Uh, I, I just, she's another one where it's like, if she's in it, like she's, she can bring a three line role to life. You know.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I, I just. Uh, I. I. Am consistently overwhelmed by the talent of the six of these main characters. Right. Yeah. Um. And I think. I don't know if we've talked too much about Kristen Wiig, but it, I think we I think we should kind of circle back to her oh um, yeah because she had a lot of work to do in the movie right it was she had the love story she had the comedy on the airplane she had uh, even like the serial stuff with um, with Lillian and then being depressed with her mom and all of that um, and it, yeah. it's just so impressive
2: I, I think that like for as good as all of the supporting roles are in this movie, it'd be easy to just kind of get blinded by that and think, okay, well, Kristen Wiig is the, like, you know, she's, like, the character, like, the least dynamic because she needs to be the main character. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. She is... She... It's, like, it's just... It's stupid. It's just... It's so stupid how good she is and how talented she is. Like, she plays such little notes. Like, I think about that scene when she goes on the date and she's sitting in the living room with that little kid... And and oh my God. and I don't know how much of that is scripted or what, but like, it makes me think about in we talked about in Home Alone, uh, our recent you know free skate re release, how Catherine O'Hara had to play off of John Candy, and the humor was in how she quietly reacted, but also encouraged the scene to go on. She never shut it down, mm-hmm. and I feel like Kristen Wiig is really good at playing really funny reactions like that don't shut the scene down, like that don't like she doesn't just pull an Adam Scott and she's just like skeptical. Like she, mm. she kind of encourages the scene in some way. And I feel like, um, that's what I love about Kristen Wiig the most is that she doesn't have to be the one telling the jokes to still be playing a really funny energy. Like she's a good reactor as well.
1: Yeah. And I mean that little kid, when he said your hair looks, he <laughs> would say it. Yeah. Your hair looks burnt. I just, <laughs> yeah. Who gave this kid these lines? They were brilliant.
2: Oh, God, that they kid was brilliant. so funny. He's like, do you want to watch me dance? And she just sits there and watches him dance.
1: He was so good at it, too. He was so
2: good at it. That kid was so weird.
1: So weird. So uncomfortable, too. Yeah. He was just like, he wasn't giving her anything. No. I
2: I think maybe, maybe my favorite Kristen Wiig moment, though, has to be when she eats the Jordan almond at the dress fitting. I mean, the way, like the work of, of her just like, uh, like I could just like the Jordan almond is the last thing I want in that moment. First of all, if Mm -hmm. I'm not feeling well, but just hearing it kind of roll around in her mouth, like, Oh yeah, this is, this is exactly what I wanted. Thank you. I just, while she's just sweating through it, I think that may have been my favorite moment of hers in the movie.
1: Uh, fair, fair, fair enough. Uh, there's so many moments. I mean, the, when you realize it's Kristen Wiig is probably when she smiles and says like, "I don't need any work done on my teeth," right? Um, oh yeah. And then you're that, like, "Oh mm-hmm. right, this is Kristen Wiig," right? You're like, "Oh yeah." Um, she did a lot of work in that very first scene with John Hamm because um, yes. John Hamm was obviously he was the comedy he was the clown like you know what to do <laughs> Um, I, I mean that the blowing in her ear but what you need to do during that scene is ignore John Hamm and just focus on the work that Kristen Wig is doing because there's at once she hates this but she's also like God how do I get you to like me more yeah it's
2: also like the only thing I've got I mean I think about that next morning when she does the classic bit of like you know, waking up oh. early and putting on her makeup and all that.
1: Oh, I had a bad dream. Oh, I had a bad so dream. Scared.
2: That part. And then she hugs him <laughs> like, that was genius. Because we've seen the, like, getting dolled up before the guy wakes up. Mm-hmm. We've seen that bit before. But the next moment of, like, oh, I had a bad dream. I'm so scared. And she hugs him. God, that said so much. I was like, oh, I know who she is. I know what that is. I know yeah. that move. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. She, uh, yeah, I... So even the first the first scene, right? Her first scene is a very difficult scene to sell because mm-hmm. there's no music and it's a comedic sex scene.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And sex scenes
1: that are comedic are hard to do.
2: Yeah, and and often I don't I don't know how often we get to see It's like she is n she's she is both the active and reactive Funny energy, like obviously John Ham is being really funny, but it's not just about watching Kristen Wiig endure John Ham. It's also the way that she responds to it. Like I mm-hmm. think that that's right. that's what felt different to me than like a lot of other movies, it, just in the, how it opened. Of like this is, it's it's a scene about having bad sex with a really hot guy, mm. and he doesn't just get to be the funny energy in the room. Like, I think that first scene is also a lot about what bridesmaids is about is like the men are not the funniest people in the movie. It's never Mm -hmm. really about them. It's always about the women.
1: Oh God. Just watching her face when he blows in her ear. I, yeah, it, it immediately kicks off the tone of the movie. Um, She has uh, that scene in the jewelry store Mm -hmm. with Kahlua. Mm -hmm. I, It's very easy to forget Annie because of Melissa McCarthy, because of Wendy, because of Rose Byrne. But every single scene, Kristen is doing something. Even when she's talking to her mom and uh, as she's reacting at the party. And then, you know, obviously she has the engagement party scene. But my favorite kind of thing that I always go back to is obviously the airplane scene. But we we Uh. start to see because she does an impression of of Helen in the car. Oh, my name's Helen. Mm -hmm. And then her car starts swerving. That, to me, is when I'm like, oh, I just love Kristen Wiig.
2: Yeah, yeah. I I mean, the airplane scene, if we want to talk about the airplane scene, Oh, let's do it. You know, we talk about set pieces a lot on this podcast. This is what I like about it is it's an ensemble set piece that everybody Mm -hmm. has something, some contribution in the scene. And what I love even more is it's not just about the main characters, but like the woman that Annie is sitting next to in coach, Mm -hmm. like who is also the co-writer of the movie. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I love my favorite micro moment. One of my favorite micro moments of this whole set piece is when Helen brings her the drink and she leaves and the woman extra says, just knock it back. Just, Just do it all at once. And then she does. Like, oh oh look, oh look at that. Look at that. Yeah. Like she gets this like moment. They have this little <laughs> moment that. together. <laughs> it's so good. Oh uh, look, at, look that. at that. Look at that.
1: Uh, I do love uh, Kristen's sound. She goes
2: <laughs> Oh, when she drinks it. After
1: she knocks it back, yeah. 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 Uh, goes, <laughs> look at that. Um the the the, the flight attendant.
2: Oh, Brilliant. Steve! Like, yeah, was, I
1: couldn't. It was as if they just said, "You're a flight attendant." React.
2: Yeah, yeah, and and it's very hard to do that and like be noticed at all, or even to know how to kind of because it's he has to have the job of actually shutting down the scene, mm. but he can't completely shut it down. You know what I mean? Like, he has to kind of like, you never want to be the person who's ending the bit, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. But I love that. He kind of ends it, but then continues it. Like she'll be, he'll say, "Well, no, because that's not my name." No, all right, well, great. Well, thank you. Like he's always kind of responding and continue, and kind of yes, ending the joke. You know.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, knowing that the the game is get the last word, yeah. and when you're with Kristen Wig, it's impossible.
2: Right, right, but that's also like what's so funny is that she keeps the volley going. Yes. Um, yes. I feel like an example of like where vocal inflection matters, and probably one of my other favorite Kristen Wiig moments is that is that moment of um, of keeping the curtain open. Uh, this is um, it's civil rights. This is the '90s, and the way she goes yes. '90s. That 90s. line is not funny or as funny if she doesn't do the. This is the '90s.
1: God, God, you know what? I would give Kristen Wiig an Academy Award just for this airplane scene. I mean, yeah, the. The whole way through, the inflection of ready to party, like the rest of them.
2: Oh, yeah, and she starts doing that little jazzy moment. Uh.
1: I couldn't. I, I just can't. I, Mary, I've seen this movie so many times. I am not exaggerating when I say that I laugh every single time at this scene. It's it, Every single time.
2: It's just, I mean... Uh, yeah, I I very happily would, would nominate or give her an Oscar for this because it's, oh my God, it's just so good. But I mean, but the fact that we get Kristen Wiig doing all of this, but we also get Melissa McCarthy with the steam oh, heat coming from her undercarriage.
1: Oh, oh, Mary, that can go up and higher. You know, yeah. Oh, look at that. Oh my God. Like, I, that, y- and you know what? It's funny because like, you in the background you see kristen wig and maya rudolph watching this entire scene Mm -hmm. yeah um and and uh, to to be their brains to hold in laughter as this is going on right because all of that
2: was improvised yeah sure
1: sure i mean in insane insane amount of talent yeah in that that little bit i mean god and that's the second thing you think about when you think about the airplane scene
2: right Right is is the what the Melissa McCarthy oh, leg. Oh look at
1: that. Yeah, yeah. which she's like oh, Look at that. Look yeah. at that.
2: It goes higher. <laughs> Feel that steam heat. It's from my undercarriage. It's coming I, from
1: my undercarriage. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: It's yeah. Uh,
1: uh, she's like I'll cut a hole in my pocket and put my iPad up there I'll or my
2: nano. Going. Yeah, you yeah, won't my even my nano. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you won't even know what's in there. Uh oh, and God. again what I what I love about this this scene is that I'm going to assume Steve is gay. It's all just women and a gay man being funny. And I guess the, you know, the air marshal, I guess he's straight, but he can, he gets past. But you know what I mean? It's like, I love how much of this movie is about women, how much it's not about straight men being funny. And Mm. it just bears repeating that, like, that didn't happen very often in movies, at least not at, at this scale and this size and this scope. Like, it just didn't happen. And I... Uh, it's like when things happen on like Drag Race or Dragula and it's like, oh my God, this is all queer people. Like I just love yeah. that with, in Bridesmaids, it's so many moments of like, oh, this is all women. This is all women yeah. and oh, and a gay guy, you know?
1: Yeah, and they're being really, really funny. The I love, I love her... Her oh no that's not my name my name is Mrs e- Iglesias
2: uh, oh yeah oh yeah Mrs uh, Mrs Mrs Iglesias yeah <laughs> Iglesias yeah uh,
1: uh, yeah you can't get anywhere in three seconds like oh this,
2: yeah yeah you're uh, already the, setting me up to fail yeah
1: yeah the entire exchange the entire scene is is pitch perfectly written and pitch yeah. p- p- perfectly acted I you know it cutting back to Wendy and Becca and I just. I, I can't say enough good things about this airplane scene. That is the uh, that is probably the f- the first or second thing. It's the dress shop scene and the airplane scene that people will quote or bring up when they talk about this movie.
2: Yeah, like I would imagine, you know, 30, 40 years from now, when people are talking about classic comedies of the you know of the early two thousands, uh, they'll cut to the you know Bridesmaids will be high on the list, and it'll be one of those scenes as like the example. Uh, which, you know, is, it doesn't mean the rest of it isn't funny, but, like, there is something about creating those moments. There's something about, like, creating, like, a perfect set piece in a movie.
1: Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, even even all the way down to Rose Byrne and her commentary on
2: Coach. Oh, there's more of a sense of community in Coach. Yeah, yeah.
1: My God, right? Uh it's, God. yeah. Uh, you know, it's like, oh, everybody should experience Coach for once in their life. Right.
2: Like, or experience first class, yeah, once in their yeah, lives. Class, yeah. yeah, Yeah, yeah.
1: Insane. Insane. Uh, hold on one second, Mary.
2: Oh, Sorry.
1: Uh, anyway, so I had a sneeze coming on. That's all right. Uh, uh, I, uh, <laughs> so this airplane scene, for sure, uh, you know. Reason to tune in,
2: right? Sure. Right. Reasons to rewatch, um, though all of it. You know, it's funny. Like watching the uncut version, unrated version. It's over two hours, and mm-hmm. by the end of the movie, it's one of the rare movies where I am exhausted by the end because, like, it has. Con- it's consistently funny throughout. Like it really. Mm. Uh. It, I, yeah. I. I. And a movie. Yeah, that I have seen multiple times. Like these jokes shouldn't keep working, but. Uh, But it does. Um, Fun, fun piece of trivia. Speaking of the dress fitting scene, that woman who plays Whitney is an actress named Jessica St. Clair. And she, I at least grew up uh, and her parents still live next door to my uh, aunt and uncle and my cousins in New Jersey. Oh, wow! so they like knew okay. her and like, you know, used to talk about her all the time. Um, and she's she's been in a bunch of stuff. She's another one who like the way that she she has like a very distinct delivery and like very she plays a very distinct kind of character. And she's been in a couple TV shows that I think have been mildly successful. Um, I, I think she's very funny. But uh, whenever I see her in something, she's always doing that same that same bit, that same character. Like she would oh. never play like a blue collar worker, you know.
1: Right, right. No, she's certainly like a an Elizabeth Banks. Type yes, of she energy. is.
2: She is always from Westfield, New Jersey.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, speaking of the flight attendant, Mitch Silpa, uh, most people, you know, he's kind of like a, hasn't had a breakout thing except for I guess he does this David Blaine mag- magic parody on on YouTube. Oh, uh, and so he, he, you know, he's like another Groundlings improv person.
2: Oh, that wouldn't surprise me if some of the smaller roles were like you know folks that they've like worked with you know mm. in other times. Uh, I'm looking at his IMDb. I don't think I know. Anything does it else. perfectly. Really, does this role? Oh things. yeah, that's it's very hard to play that role. Like it's very hard to play the. Like, his character is is not meant to be the funnier of the two. But he's, like, still, like, there's just something about it, especially with that that scene with the curtain. I think there's just even something in in someone going, yeah, okay, all right, uh uh-huh, yep, sure. Like, just those micro-responses that I think are so good.
1: (laughs) Right, Welcome to Germany. I just, like, could you imagine (laughs) being him and having to be in character? He's working very hard against Kristen fucking Wig.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's uh and, and
1: Dana Powell too. Dana Powell yeah. um the other flight attendant. Oh yeah, she was great. I feel like I've yeah. seen
2: her before too. I feel like these are all like, you know, friends of the cast. Um, sure. Sure. Yeah. Sure. I uh what, okay, what 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 else is there anything what else do we want to cover? What do we want to uh, Well, we
1: we we haven't talked about um what's her face the one that you don't really care for rebel wilson
2: rebel wilson so you know this was you know when we get to the rebel wilson matt lucas scenes this was i i was thinking of this as was this funnier in 2011 was there something about this bit because it's a little bit of like matt lucas is like you know from like little britain and all that like there's sort of a like grotesque humor that comes from that, Mm -hmm. that I felt like this was kind of a nod to and isn't really, it's it's just not really like my thing. I think if we talk about what could be cut from this, I don't really need the Rhodes narrative. And I don't know if I really need these like creepy British sibling roommates either.
1: I get that. And I, this was the first time I met Rebel Wilson and I remembered her because you know, she's talking about, like, oh, you know, I got this tattoo. It said, bow free. And so I said, sure. You know, just just her very easy delivery. And then when she's like, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I, there was something so charming about her. And uh, like she wasn't reading from a script. It, I, it was something I had never experienced before.
2: Yeah, I don't know if I'd seen her in anything or what I might have seen her in before this. I think that's, like, I'm... There was there wasn't much that I would have seen. It looks like she did a lot of like British TV stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, she's I think she's very funny. I think she has a very sort of you know specific style. Uh, but I don't know. Uh, I feel like it's just not my thing. It's it, she's almost it's almost like how some straight guys just play like slack jawed stoner characters. Like sometimes Rebel Wilson just does that. Like oh yeah sure well you know like there's there's just this kind of like i don't know it's like she's got too many pain pills or something uh that doesn't always work for me
1: I hear you. I, I appreciated the line delivery of, uh, you know, have you put your American sausage in my, you know, English McMuffin. Uh, you know, I, there her line delivery, I thought, was nuanced and funny and comedic and, again, a breakout for her.
2: It was a breakout. It's certainly, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that, like, you know, I think she's very funny. I think it's just, like, of as an actress, but I think in, in terms of ev- all of the women, all of the funny women in this movie, I I she's overshadowed for me by pretty much everybody sure. else. Yeah.
1: Sure. You yeah, know, I get that. Um, the, the scene with the little girl in the jewelry shop, just the back and forth. Yeah. Uh, reading that ends with, and you're a little
2: cunt. You're a little I cunt. Just- <laughs> well, in that scene, That's a there's a cut version of that on like YouTube that goes on for like fourteen minutes. Oh it just goes on and I think in your little cunt is still like the last one. Yeah but it's just back and forth and back and forth. And I don't know how they did that. I'm assuming that was all improvised.
1: Very popular.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, oh yeah, with the blowjob. Yeah. Yeah,
1: with the blowjob. Um (laughs) yeah. No, so good. And and of course she would that character would get into an argument with like a sixteen year old. Yeah. Um I kind of love that. Uh, we didn't talk about roads, you know. I I understand. There's nothing really to talk about except what a sweetie dotty oh. and what a commentary. What a commentary also on cops that they were able to make very subtly.
2: Yeah, I mean, and he has that like that. I love, I love that it's. We're not all bad. Yeah, we're Actually, not all the rest bad. of them are, <laughs> yeah. but not me. I'm the best of them. But yeah. I like the first time he says it. She doesn't hear him. We're not all bad, right? What's that? Right. Uh, we're not all. I love that. That's yeah, that's great. That was great. That but no, the, the next, next yeah, the next morning when he's got all the baking supplies out, I was like, Annie, this is really this is yeah, I mean at, this is this is good. You should stay here and make cake with him.
1: Oh God, he is so so cute. He's certainly like you know Schlumpy Silverstein, oh. my type. A total like, schlumpy, silver, yeah.
2: schlumpy like, Mick Silverstein, because he's yes, got, Mick yeah. Silverstein,
1: exactly. Yeah. I would have such a crush. And you know, I gotta say, a, a, an a, a Irish accent is, he's Irish, right? I think he is. Yes, he is. Um, It's certainly like a small fantasy of mine for an Irishman to whisk me away, and I move to Dublin, and that's where I, that's where I spend, you know? And uh, I just, I, there's something so charming about that accent, about that culture. Mm-hmm. And just, he would, he would ruin me. He would wreck my heart. Oh, and my whole, yeah, among other
2: things, <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, yeah, the kind of guy where it's like I would give him the house keys. It's like what do you, mm-hmm. anything you want? Here you go. Yeah. and that would be my downfall. Yeah.
1: Oh God, and just his ability to be like, well, like I love his acting as well. When you know she's like, you know, I think I better go. And then he's like, "Oh, fuck!" Yeah, you know, he just yeah. has that re- one reaction of like, "Oh, fuck! I Fuck this up," or even when he's like, "I'm so happy! I'm so glad this is happening!
2: I love that!" Oh movie. yeah, that I love that. I think, you know, for as much as the movie is not about the men, I think the way that John Hamm and Chris O'Dowd's characters are portrayed is so smart because obviously John Ham is just this like himbo in a Porsche and like mm-hmm. I would certainly give him forty five minutes of my life and then I would never tell anybody about it. But like, come on. Uh you know, I'm I'm nihil- not nihilistic, but masochistic enough to mm-hmm. s- someone hook up with him. But you're an annie. Yeah. Hard. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, a hundred and ten percent. But I I love with Rhodes that like he's not just Prince Charming on a white horse like he has his own little kind of quirks and neuroses and, mm. and I think that moment of like oh I'm so happy this is happening is such a lovely humanizing moment for him I thought mm. that was really smart
1: I loved his uh, when she throws the carrot mm-hmm. he's like oh actually you know I really yeah. to pick this up it really bothers me
2: yeah <laughs> yeah I like that he was neurotic I thought that was yeah. great uh, yeah yeah, yeah.
1: Um, sorry that's my rebel Wilson oh um, I
2: thought it was your Diane Weist. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: No, she goes, sure, sure, sure. No, sure, sure, uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's Rebel.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Your Rebel Wilson and your Diane Weist live on the same street. Much like your oh, Cher right. and your Dave Matthews band.
1: Sure, yeah. sure. But Rebel is a little wider. It's this Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's like fuller. She has a bigger um, lawn on the street. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um but yeah, no, Chris O'Dowd, the 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 scene when he's teaching her. How to you know uh, use the speedometer, mm-hmm. uh, and then he go uh, you know he's like now cock your left hip, and he goes.
2: <laughs> uh, it's like I just want a man to like objectify me like that, you know, like mm. in that sort of mm. charming way.
1: Oh god. Anyway, um, yeah. Otherwise, the other man moment I noticed was at the very end when they're all dancing to Wilson Phillips, and there's a shot of. Maya Rudolph, and Doug, and Doug is doing the face that you hate at a wedding, oh. which is he's he's biting his lower lip Ugh. and moving his neck to Wilson Phillips.
2: I I don't want to be mean, but Doug's not my type.
1: <laughs> yeah, I get that. I wonder how much of that was him acting or how much of, like, like who is that actor? You know? So
2: Tim Heidecker is, he... Oh. Oh, he's like, he does like a big absurdist. He does like Tim and Eric, awesome show. Great job. Weird, weird, weird shit. Like he's actually very funny. I mean, I think it's the kind of thing where sometimes it's really funny and sometimes it's like, this is, it's meant to put you off. But I think the funniest thing, it's not actually him, but he like is involved in producing, I think writing it. But uh, there's this whole character that uh, John C. Riley does of Dr. Steve Brule. I don't know if you've ever seen any of that. No. Oh, it's very funny, but uh, Tim Heidecker is behind that. But he is, it's one of those things where, yeah, he has, like, no lines in the movie, but he's clearly a friend of everybody involved because Tim Heidecker has his own huge career on his own.
1: Got it. Okay, so it's almost like a professional nod. Like, oh, let's just get Tim.
2: Yeah, like, oh, Tim will, will do won't it. He mind to
1: play this part. Yeah, right. yeah. Right. You know, right. won't
2: it won't be funny to have Tim in that role. Um, we'll have him on set. You know? Yeah, but he's, yeah, yeah like... Doug, Doug's not my type. That's what I'm going to say.
1: <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah. Um, and then Michael Hitchcock, obviously, oh. uh, Matreon alum.
2: Matreon and Christopher Guest alum. There's actually, that would be fun to, to look and see if there's any other alums in here, but he is indeed a big-time alum. Mm.
1: Uh, big-time alum. Uh, you know who I just saw on the cast list is Jillian Bell. Um, showed up in the shower.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, I know that she's, what was she in, like, uh, I know that oh, name Oh, I Act-
1: love, love it? Britney Runs a Marathon Britney
2: Runs a Marathon, that's right, oh, yeah Oh,
1: God, and she's so funny in 22 Jump Street, I know, I'm stupid for watching it And I loved her in Godmothered, uh, that new movie, Disney mm-hmm. movie on, uh, for the holidays mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, no, I, I was like, oh, okay, Kristen Bell, Oh, not Kristen Bell, uh, uh, Jillian Jillian Bell Jillian Bell, yeah Yeah <laughs>
2: Um, well, in a weird turn of uh, Matreon alum casting, well, we wouldn't realize her because she doesn't have any lines, but Lillian's mom is played by Lynn Marie Stewart. And she's been, I know she was in Elvira. She's been in a couple Matreon mm. alums. So, you know, she was in Enough, which of course is, you know, one of your favorites. You have a divine oh, right love enough. to protect you, I love the lives enough. of your children. Oh my God. Apparently she was in an episode of AJ and the Queen. She was in the Pittsburgh episode. That's right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's uh, wow.
2: a that's a reaction I wasn't expecting. <laughs>
1: Oh, I muted the mics. And
2: oh, oh, yeah. Johnny, <laughs> Johnny, it was like perfectly tied. She, yeah, apparently she was, uh, she was in, in a, uh, you know, episode of, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck it was. AJ and the Queen. AJ and the Queen. Achoo. Achoo. <laughs> Achoo and the Queen. Uh,
1: um, uh, what is, what is AJ's line that I love to just make fun of? Um,
2: it's I on the every... floor. Oh. <laughs> no, she
1: goes, I see everything. Everything. Ugh. Ugh. Uh, I've been I've, so uh, for Mary's that don't haven't heard or I don't think I've talked about it, but AJ and the Queen has become a sleepy time movie for me um, because it turns off, it's very easy listening. You have the bum 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 bum, uh, which I yeah, just love. Yeah. I love Ruby is Red Hot. Um, I love Ruby is I, Red Hot, yeah. And you know, it's all familiar voices. Um, uh huh, uh huh. It's just easy and it it's, it's not a two hour movie, you know. I,
2: anyway, I hear that.
1: Um, yeah. Well, but, uh, but but anyway, sorry, but anyway,
2: no, no, no. That's uh, well, Lynn Marie Stewart is in it. Uh, she was also in Jumpin' Jack Flash, so this is technically <sighs> like, you know, she's she's watch your back, you know, okay. uh, right. Florence or what's her name, Frances Conroy Brown or whatever her name was,
1: Colleen Camp,
2: yeah. Colleen, yeah, watch your back, Colleen Camp, <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, yeah, this movie, I could I could talk about next year. We could do. Four episodes on bridemaids and just break apart the engagement party, mm-hmm. the dress shop, the airplane, and the bridal shower scene. That bridal shower scene, I don't think we spent too much time on, but the 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 nuance of her trying the pink lemonade. Oh, um,
2: God, that's good. I, yeah.
1: Just that physical comedy that she was able to do in just a small little moment. I I just appreciate this movie so much. And to the point where I don't know if, uh, I don't know if we need to read it, but I went on Amazon and w- wanted to look at, at the reviews. Mm-hmm. And of course, I, I was like, "Oh, who gave this a one-star? Who gave this a one-star review? Can you believe it? Uh, there is there, is a one, there are many one-star reviews, obviously, but the first one that I read was a, like, it was like a novel, um, just ripping this movie to shreds. And I'm just like, a completely different world. Yeah, it's completely different world. it's just
2: irrefutable proof that like you can put together like a perfect movie and someone will still just tear into it. Like there's just mm-hmm. no matter what. Like you like Bridesmaids is such a well-made, well-written, well-performed, well-directed movie. Like it's so funny. Like just yeah, in terms of like comedies is is yeah, one of the funniest movies I've ever seen and yet there's someone out there who can say oh, it's absolute garbage. So, you know, they're wrong and we're right, but, you know, they still have that opinion.
1: Yeah. I mean, to to sit through the whole thing and not turn it off, it was just, I mean, most of the comments were like, these people are losers. Like, that was their reaction.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, and that just, boy, does that tell you a lot about who's watching this. Like, people are... People are dumb, you know, like, did, like, did people watch this wanting more of an American pie kind of humor? You know, like, you know what I mean? Like, you never know. It's like what people are coming because we're here digging into like, oh, women being funny and that the relationships and the nuances and Megan. And like, I'm not saying we're better than anybody else, but like, that's a lot of some of those things. It shocks me to say this, but some of those things don't matter to other people. I I, I it,
1: it's it is shocking. It yeah. is shocking. I mean, the, the, the reaction was like, oh, my God, the main character. They didn't even say Kristen Wiig. They're like the main character was so selfish and immature. One star. It's like it's like they watched Bridesmaids expecting uh, Bachelorette, you yeah. know, or yes. or like the are, you know, whatever the bride wars, you know, where it's like an easier version.
2: Yeah, well, I think that's why, you know, I remember thinking, oh, it's so interesting that this movie, that the script was nominated for an Oscar that just feels so, Mm. like, sort of unexpected or just, like, this wouldn't you know, get that kind of recognition or why is it getting that kind of, kind of recognition? But then when you watch it again, it's like, no, this is like, there is something to be said for like a perfectly constructed comedy. Like that's mm-hmm. so hard. And I think mm. it makes perfect sense to me why Bridesmaids was nominated for an Oscar. It makes perfect sense to me. I, I just, I I didn't need it to win. I didn't need Megan or Melissa McCarthy to win, but the recognition, ugh, just so good
1: totally no th- every single detail added up mm-hmm. into a perfect little package to the point i mean something as small as getting to know these characters oh what are they doing in the park oh they're they're uh what's the word they're poaching on an exercise class
2: right right um yeah with terry cruz terry uh, cruz yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, yeah, I, I just, uh, I appreciate appreciated it all the way to the end with Wilson Phillips. Um, great lip syncing uh, by Kristen and Maya. Uh, really, just like the way that I would want a movie to end. Yeah.
2: Sure. Yeah. I, um, I think this is like, this, this is quintessential of a movie that you could put on anytime. Like this, you know, it goes with the ranks of like like a Mrs. Doubtfire or a Devil Wears Prada or like a League of Their Own where it's the kind of movie that I could put on or or jump into at any point. And I would think, oh, I'll put it on in the background while I'm cleaning. But like eventually I just sit down and watch the rest of the movie whenever I start watching it, you know? Hey, Marys, let's talk about therapy for a minute. I could honestly talk about therapy all day
1: same i think anyone could benefit from seeing a therapist
2: totally i also think it's very easy to talk yourself out of seeing a therapist deciding it's too expensive or too hard to find a therapist or just not wanting to have to go to the doctor's office every week especially now when it might not feel safe to even go outside which is why we're big fans of better Health, and that's h-e-l-p
1: BetterHelp connects you with a licensed professional therapist safely and privately. You can be matched with someone within 24 hours.
2: You don't need to leave the couch. And it's super easy to schedule weekly phone or video sessions.
1: Plus, you can send a message to your counselor anytime and expect a timely and thoughtful
2: response. And if you want to change counselors for any reason, it's both free and easy.
1: BetterHelp is available worldwide and their counselors are licensed and trained in everything from depression and anxiety to grief, Relationships, sleep, self
2: esteem, and more. There are so many people using BetterHelp right now, they've recruited more counselors in all 50 states. And no surprise, it's more affordable than traditional in person talk therapy. And on top of that, there's even financial aid available if you need.
1: Marys, if you're interested in trying BetterHelp, get 10% off your first month by going to betterhelp.com slash allrightmary. That's H-E-L-P.
2: That's right. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. That's betterhelp.com slash allrightmary. And that's H-E-L-P. All right, Mary. All right, Mary.
1: (laughs) God, I love this movie. And it's such a, we decided to release this, you know, for the holiday because I just think this movie is a gift. It is a gift from these actors and from this production. um, And I appreciate it so much. And it brings joy, you know?
2: Yeah, and I think, you know, yeah, it's not a holiday movie, but I agree. I think it's a gift. I think for anyone who's feeling a little... Uh, bummed about Christmas this year, or the holidays in general, whatever you celebrate, or just maybe you're tired of 2020. Uh, I think that this is a lovely two hours and 10 minutes diversion um, that just, I I felt so much better after the two hours and 10 minutes were over. So even if it's not a Christmas movie, uh, it's a great thing to watch on Christmas to bring some joy.
1: Mm-hmm, yeah. And even just... Just to say the line, yeah, oh, shit. Yeah, oh, shit. Yeah, oh, shit.
2: <laughs> yeah, oh, shit. Yeah, oh, when shit. When you explain
1: to somebody what happened in 2020 and they say, oh, shit.
2: You go, yeah, oh, shit. Yeah, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah oh, shit. Shit. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely.
1: God, that's like one of her first lines.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, she, her, that character comes in hot. It's,
1: uh, oh. God. The pearls that she's wearing the in pearls the from the, the clip of the week. I just... There's so much construction to that character. Mm-hmm. If we can go full circle, yeah, with Megan and her name is Megan. Megan,
2: comment. we love a Megan. Megan, Megan, <laughs> Megan. <laughs> I love a Megan.
1: I, oh God, I the the yo yeah, oh shit the I could climb that like a tree. There's so many shocking things that came yeah. out of. That actor's mouth. Yeah. That I, I uh, again, so for this movie, I think so much of it was like a breakout, even for like a Kristen Wiig and for a Maya Rudolph. Obviously, they had SNL. Yeah, but, but
2: these were like leading roles in a major movie, and
1: yeah, you think of like a Molly Shannon having superstar. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But that came from a character on SNL, so there was like a vehicle for it. Whereas yeah. this one. It was all brand new material,
2: and this was a movie because a lot of times those those movies that people would launch, you know, post SNL careers from wouldn't do well. SNL, I mean, Superstar didn't necessarily do well. The the critics didn't like it. Like it would, I mean, it has more right. of a cult following, but people didn't really get it. I mean, Bridesmaids was a huge success, and I think that's the other side of all of this is like it was not only was it doing something new, and not only was it doing it really well, but it also was like across the board critics and audiences was like widely received. And I think that hitting all of those marks, like being able to accomplish all of that and be a huge success. um, I mean, again, I I can't think of, I think of a lot, I think of a lot of movies that came out after bridesmaids that tried to do the same thing, but I don't know what else. Like I, something else would have to be totally different to have the same kind of effect, you know, like you can't reproduce this, like this, this effect, you know,
1: Oh, it was just a perfect example of ensemble, right? Yeah, yeah. I just love it. Um, you know, I'm looking at Kristen Wiig's uh, filmography, and the year before this, uh, *McGruber* came out, right? Oh, uh, yeah. And that obviously, you know, starring Will Forte, the male SNL, you know, and she was, hila- by the way, I love MacGruber. Um, she was hilarious in it. But the fact that, you know, this came out, and was filmed right around the same time or written around the same time, and did infinitely better. I think uh, it just makes so much sense. And I think to your point, like it proved that, like, no, there is a lot of space, and the doors just busted open for Kristen Wiig. And uh, I mean, I think Maya Rudolph already had it, but certainly Kristen Wiig um, coming out of SNL because everybody knew her from SNL. She was brilliant on that show.
2: Yeah, and I mean, her. I feel like she's the kind of actor who's like she does a lot of comedy but she also does she can do dramatic roles and really weird stuff and like Mm -hmm. I I don't just think of Kristen Wiig as the target lady you know I don't think of her as like pigeonholed by the weirdest things she's done but like she's someone who is going to win an Oscar eventually you know like is I think uh Kristen Wiig reads to me as someone who we knew her initially as doing comedies but like she can kind of do all of it, you know? Um, I mean, even in Bridesmaids, she plays the, the more serious, heartfelt moments really well. It doesn't feel undermined by the fact that we know her as a funny lady.
1: Yeah, you know, I didn't necessarily buy Kristen as a serious actor until um, Welcome to Me.
2: Oh, yeah, that movie is wackadoo, yeah. With yeah. the, with she with the, has her own TV show, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, Obviously, you know, The Skeleton Twins. Oh, yeah, that's a a good movie. Most likely, all good movies. And, you know, she did Ghostbusters as well. But I, uh, she was also in in Mother, and it was not funny.
2: Yeah, Um, I Mother, I know, has, like, some real lady acting in it. But I think it's got some, like, real uh, dark uh, shit in uh, it, too.
1: I don't love Mother. But um, I'm excited to see her in Wonder Woman 1984 on Christmas. Uh, So, you know, because she plays now she's going to be this action star i'm just like she's going to play cheetah uh it's going to be great yeah i'm really excited
2: yeah, yeah i think she's great i um yeah Kristen wig you know not just a pretty face that one
1: yeah uh and what about maya rudolph i maya rudolph i feel like has a different journey in film
2: yeah i mean she was there was a show she was in on Netflix with Fred uh, oh, Armisen. Oh my God. What was that one? What was that called? Yes. I it started that and it was incredible. And it was a totally different Maya Rudolph. And like, I was like, oh wow, you also, like, you can go there. And like, not for nothing, but like, she also is. She is having the experience that Alec Baldwin got after 2016. She's now going to get so many SNL appearances as Kamala Harris. Mm. Like she is the preeminent Kamala Harris impersonator in this country.
1: Right. I think the show you're thinking of is called The Good Place. No. No, it's uh, not that one. I'm looking at a show she was on for a while. It's not Big Mouth. I love her in Big Mouth. It was um, called
2: like something like Happiness or something like some very Mm. sort of simple title like that i can i can find it
1: and it didn't last very long right
2: no i don't think so and i haven't seen the whole thing i think i've only seen like uh maybe one episode of it i think someone recommended it and i started watching it and then i was like okay um i'll come back uh i don't know where where's that show you were in maya rudolph she was in so many things
1: crazy crazy yeah crazy how i can't find it immediately. forever right? that's what it was called forever, forever. oh forever. there it is yeah okay june yeah it didn't last very long um, yeah and you would think it would last longer i think it was the premise that people were like what uh with fred armison um, yeah she her was on fred are great together
2: yeah she was also in wine country which i feel like was oh yeah trying to maybe capture some of the same it's a very different movie uh i don't think it works. You loved
1: Wine Country, I thought.
2: I enjoy elements of it. I enjoy Amy Poehler. Amy Poehler is she has a couple of just like incredible moments in that movie. She has a face journey that I can't stop thinking about. Oh, yeah. You love that. I remember that. But um, it doesn't work quite as well. Paula Pell in that is like the Melissa McCarthy. She just runs away with the movie.
1: Oh, sure. Sure. I do remember that.
0: Yeah.
2: Um,
1: Yeah, I think Maya Rudolph, like she's always kind of um, supporting Except for maybe this movie, "Away We Go," I thought she was great in "Away We Go." Oh yeah, I haven't not... seen
2: that, but that's been yeah. on my list. Yeah,
1: it's a good one. Um, but yeah, I will always see a Maya Rudolph movie.
2: Yeah, sure. yeah, she's uh, and yeah, and she's great in this. She's great. I really like Maya Rudolph. Uh, yeah, this movie it was this was a uh, a hoot and a holler.
1: We will revisit this movie. I'm sure. It's yeah. one of those movies that we're like, we'll come back
2: to. Well, it. it's like you think about it, right? Like you think like a movie full of women, A League of Their Own, Bridesmaids, mm. like anything that's about a lot of women with a lot of scenes and a lot of moments. I mean, mm. uh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come back to it.
1: Yeah. Wait a second, Darius. Uh, uh, you, whenever you bring up A League of Their Own, I just have to quote it. it I know.
2: It's just pulling the string in the on the to. back of a of, of a dolls <laughs> of, a
1: Johnny, of, Johnny of a Johnny Johnny doll. doll, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: wouldn't that draw a scene?
1: yeah, wouldn't that draw a crowd yeah <laughs> you I saw you I liked yeah. um so anyway, Mary's uh, I think we're going to call that a holiday um,
2: I think so, I think that's yeah. that's about all the the holiday cheer I've gotten me for one episode.
1: All right, mayor. Um, well, if you have any thoughts, you can reach out to us on Twitter at All Right Mary. You can find us on the web at www.allrightmary.com or tasteofreality.com slash allright-mary. You can email us at allrightmarypodcast at gmail.com. And if you want, you can follow me on Instagram at Also or on Twitter at Also One.
2: And of course, you know, you can hear more of me on my podcast in the details, a celebration of nuance or best supporting podcast, a celebration of best supporting actresses. And you can find more of me on Twitter at Colin Drucker and Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore. And of course, you can get more episodes like this by becoming a matreon at patreon.com slash all right, Mary.
1: All right, Mary. love you uh, for that. Yeah. Um, we uh, and, and I'm, uh, all I'm thinking now is Kristen Wiig and Rose Byrne singing "That's What Friends Are For," and uh, I feel like that might be our outro. Out, that's tonight. what's going to
2: play us out. All right, all right. Yeah. Well, uh, the dulcet tones of Kristen Wiig and Rose Byrne <laughs> singing "That's What Friends Are For."
1: Yay Annie. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. All right, Marys. We'll see you next time.
2: Hot
0: keep smiling, keep shining, knowing you can always count on me. For sure,
1: that's what friends are for.
2: In good <laughs> times
0: and bad times, I'll be on your side forevermore. That's what friends are for.